Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's ein Rhythmus, als gäb's ein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hallo und welcome to Gegenpressing, der Bundesliga-Podcast. I'm Manufit, he is Stefan Bienkowski. This is the preview show and uh, Stefan, I think this is probably the busiest time for who two of us. Um, not with Gegenpressing, but with our uh, main job at Transfermarkt. So many market values. Yeah, it's it, it's just everything's getting squeezed out before Christmas. I think most, I think a lot of companies like this across the numerous sectors where everyone's just trying to get stuff done before Christmas. Uh, it's crazy time, uh, but we still managed to put time aside to try and get this out. Yeah, it's not just uh, our company that does this. The Bundesliga actually does this too. It's a match day this weekend, and then there's a break on Monday, and then there's another match day, and then there's nothing for two weeks. Or three weeks even, or four. <laughs> so the Bundesliga uh, very much in tune with Transfermarkt, it seems. Hey, um, speaking of market value updates, real quick, the Bundesliga Transfermarkt market value is out, and Florian Wirtz at 100 million. That's... Incredible and so well deserved, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on, on a quieter time, you might have had a chance to really go through the values, but um, maybe next week if, it's, if it quiets down, maybe maybe during the winter break or something. Who knows? But uh, yeah, yeah, we're just gonna yeah. have to wait and see. If you're interested in it, head to Transfermarkt. It's there. Um, also, need to point out this podcast is brought to you. If in association with Get German Football News, they've been fantastic uh, posting this podcast every week um, all the way up to the winter. We have one more preview show before the winter break. We're going to probably squeeze that in on Monday. Um, but before we get started, um, a word for our advertisers. This episode of the Gegenpressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. All the major sports are in action this week with the college football players ready to kick off. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. Head to the website today to get into the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Stefan, um, as I mentioned, second last match day of the season. Um, as always, kicks off Friday. This is the uh, Gladbach against Werder Bremen game. Uh, what's your thoughts here? Yeah, so this is actually quite a tricky one. I think it should be a good contest. Um, Gladbach have proved really hard to kind of nail down this season every time I think they're beginning to kind of turn a corner, they lose, uh, and vice versa. Every time I kind of turn, out, turn away from them, they pick up unexpected points. Um, you know, last weekend, probably a perfect example of that, where, you know, Union Berlin finally kind of got back to what he was against them. Um, you know, I, I would be tempted to kind of say they might be set kind of, you know, um, be dealt more punishment this weekend, but 
especially especially against a Bremen side that actually picked up a what I thought was quite a surprising win against Augsburg last weekend. Um, but I'm going to actually still give them better for the doubt here and give them a narrow one 0 lead because, or one 0 win rather, just because even though Bremen just did kind of turn it around last week, uh, their away form this season is still truly dreadful. Um, and I can't really see them getting the best of Gladbach at Borussia Park. So yeah, I've gone for a one 0 win for Gladbach. And yeah, I jinxed Augsburg really well last week, didn't I? I wrote something positive about him and poof, gone. Um, <laughs> um, I'm with you. I actually also went for Gladbach win here. Gladbach, um, Bremen are winless in their last nine away Bundesliga fixtures um, and they have lost eight of them. And uh, Gladbach have won their last five competitive home matches. So, um, you know, with that in mind, I figured Gladbach will continue this. I went for a 3-1 win here. And yeah, I guess we're kind of in agreement here. This looks like a Gladbach home win. Um, up next on Saturday, Stefan. Actually, you know, ahead of the season, not many people would have thought that this would be an interesting match. But Mainz against Heidenheim, actually pretty interesting. You know, Heidenheim... Um, have have some pretty interesting players, including Beste, which is the German word for best, the best. Um, he's been one of the most productive players in European football, um, not just for Heiden, but in European football in general. Um, great story that um, one of the best assist providers across all, I think he's the best assist provider across all European leagues, right? Um, together with uh, Julian Brandt and Leroy Sané. So, you know, um, a player to watch for this game. Um, and also, I think I've just been really impressed with Heidenheim in general. And I gave them a narrow 2-1 win here. Yeah, I've gone for uh, almost the same result um, because, you know, I was really impressed with the, the way Heidenheim came back uh, in that Darmstadt game, which was a real kind of end-to-end kind of swashbuckling match. I was Unfortunately, Didums here was stuck watching Wolfsburg versus Freiburg. Um, That's such a bad choice. I watched Bayern against Frankfurt. <laughs> I know it was it was comfortably the most boring game of the weekend, except maybe Cologne versus Mainz on Sunday. Uh, but um, yeah, anyway, it's it, and this is kind of what we've seen of Heidenheim a lot this season. They're not scared to kind of throw themselves at teams. They're not scared to kind of throw caution to win and pick up points, and they do continue to do that. But um, as we've kind of said a number of times on this podcast this season, it does tend to happen almost exclusively uh, at home. Um, and, you know, I was a little disappointed that Mainz were able to kind of take, a, take points off Cologne and in that game. But I still think they're probably going to be a pretty tough outfit to be here. So I've actually gone for a 1-1 draw. Hmm. Okay. That's, I actually almost went for that too. I just thought Heidenheim might just have enough to etch it here. All right, um, up next, uh, flying through this, this is great. Bochum against Union Berlin. Um, Stefan, your thoughts here? Yeah, another really tough one to kind of gauge, to be honest with you. Um, Bochum were also, you know, quite decisively pulled apart last weekend against Hoffenheim. Um, but the home form has been better. Um, but Union Berlin also go back to winning ways. It'd be very uh, tempting to kind of say, right, that's Union back on track. They're going to fly right off the table. But I think a trip to both could might actually prove really difficult for them. So I'm once again sitting on the fence and I've gone for a 2-2 draw here. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I went, I'm went. i one of those who were tempted by 
saying Union Berlin are going to go here, right? I went for a two nil win. I went for a win for them last week, um, and I was I was proven right. Um, Bielica, I think, um, has has made the right adjustments. Their game against Real Madrid was very impressive. A um, little disappointing that they didn't get away with a better result. Although Stefan, I actually think they're better off not being in Europe the second half of the season. And you know what? They win this. Um, it's actually quite interesting. If they win this, they will be up to 13 points, right? Um, leapfrogging Bochum if they do win this. Of course, there's lots of ifs and buts. But all of a sudden, you're not even in that bad of a situation anymore, right? Um, it shows you how quickly it can go. You win three or four games in a row. Um, you can find yourself yourself really quickly back in the middle of the table, which I think is where they're going to end up this season. Um, but yeah, um, you know, fingers crossed for New Berlin fans. There's plenty that this continues. All right. Um, up next, Augsburg against Dortmund. Um I was really tempted to go with Augsburg again here, but <laughs> who am I? Who am I to uh, fool myself twice here, right? Um, Dortmund, though, I, I, I just, I'm so confused, Stefan, with this team. Um, I watched the PSG game yesterday. Um, there were spells, and it was a fantastic game, by the way, you know. Um, there was spells where Dortmund could have really won it and knocked out PSG um, together with Newcastle, right? And I think that would have that would have grabbed quite a lot of headlines around Europe if, if both Newcastle and PSG would have gone out and Milan and Dortmund advanced from this group. As it is, Dortmund won their group of death. Um, there were some really interesting uh, quotes from Niklas Süle right after the game to the zone where he said that he didn't quite understand either why they aren't able to play like this in the Bundesliga. Um, he said maybe it's the, the floodlights, the, the 90 minutes, you know, um, the, the play kicking off in the, at uh, 9 o'clock in the evening in the floodlights of the noise, having, you know, having sort of that, that adrenaline. Um, and he said they sort of need to find a way to conserve that and uh, bring it to the Bundesliga. Um, because, you know, we've seen this now many times. They, they play bad in the Bundesliga, they go to Europe and they play well there. Um, I think, though, Stefan, Champions League Dortmund is going to show up in this game and they're going to beat Augsburg 2-0. Yeah, I was chatting to someone on threads uh, last night about this after the Dortmund game, and I think they put it to me. They, they actually summed up Dortmund perfectly. They said, it's a bit like when, you know, like in Dungeons and Dragons, when they have those kind of dice that have like 20 sides to them, as opposed to the normal dice has six sides, and you roll it and, it, and it comes up one of 20 options. He said, that's basically what Dortmund like this season. You just roll the dice, and sometimes it's 20, sometimes it's one. Uh it's, you know, it just depends how how the dice rolls based on um, how they do it. I think that sums up Dortmund perfectly this season. Um, having said that, I'm actually inclined to agree with you. Um, a rare uh, back-to-back performance, perhaps. Um, and, yeah, I've gone for a 2-1 win here for Dortmund. I'm not quite sure why, because Augsburg have been good this season. Dortmund, Dortmund have looked tricky, but I think... Where Dortmund have kind of came up trumps against big teams in the Bundesliga, they under Terzis they have had a habit of p- picking up these kind of points in the road against the bottom half teams. So something just makes me think they'll actually pick up three points here. So yeah, going for a two-one win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so up next, um, Darmstadt against Wolfsburg. What do you think here, Stefan? So this is actually a really interesting game for me. The reason I watched the Wolfsburg mm-hmm. game last weekend was because I was really intrigued to see how 
you know, with news of Nico Kovac potentially being sacked, how that team would respond. And, you know, even though they lost that game against Freiburg, I actually thought for the most part they really should have won it. Uh, they controlled the game. They dominated possession. They didn't create a huge amount of chances, but they were very comfortable against a Freiburg side who just offered very little. And then, you know, sure enough, Freiburg kind of get off the pitch once uh, and then Gregor kind of gets on the end of a cross and finishes what was their only shot on goal in the entire match. And it's just that, it's just the way football plays out sometimes. We've all seen it in Football Manager 100 times. We've all screamed at our computer. We've all wanted to throw out the window. Um, but I did still think Wolfsburg, you know, it, it's, it's one thing for to look at those, for that to happen when you've had 20 shots on target and the opposing goalkeepers played a 10 out of 10. But Wolfsburg just did not create anything, anywhere near enough chances to win this game. So... I'd say on the whole, the performance is rather subpar, to be honest, for a team that are really fighting for their manager here. Um, so they, I'm intrigued to see how they do against Darmstadt here, because Darmstadt are, by most metrics, probably the worst team in the league right now, uh, especially at home. And uh, I've gone for a 2-0 win here for Wolfsburg, just because I think if they can't win this game, it really should be lights out for Niko Kovac, because this is a... This, this is a, this is a it's a free lunch on a silver platter, which they really have to grab it. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen a couple of Wolfsburg games now in a row um, where they've been better and they still sort of don't manage to win the game. Um, the Pokal match is a good example. Um, where Gladbach scored that 120th minute winner against Manu Ko, for, against them through Manu Kone, right? And it's really odd that Jonas Wind had a couple of opportunities before that to put this game away. And it really shows you that football is such an unfair sport at times, right? Because Nikola should have the results, but he doesn't. And because his team is maybe missing opportunities by millimeters, at the end of the day, that could cost him his job, even though it was very close. And I just don't think he has the match luck right now. And I just kind of sense that Darmstadt at home are going to sneak a point here. And so I went for a 1-1 draw. It's just, I just don't think they have the match luck at the moment, Stefan. Wolfsburg do. Um, Darmstadt actually quite, I think they actually played quite a great game against Heidenheim. I mean, both those teams did last weekend, right? Um, but, you know, it's just, I just sense Darmstadt at home, they could sneak a point here. And then, of course, who knows what's going to happen with Nick Court. Although I sense... Um, that they're probably going to wait the English Woche um, into the winter break before they make any decisions here, if they have to make a decision. Um, also, a little bit uh, foreshadowing, this is my only 1-1 draw prediction this weekend, um, because up next is Leipzig against Hoffenheim, which is actually, you know, could be a pretty good game. Um, this is actually the, the top spiel. Of course, a lot of the hardcore fans of German will say an El Blastico on a top spiel weekend, but Hold on here. This is actually going to be a good game, I think. And um, I had Leipzig edge this, edge this just 2-1, um, which of course means they're going to further cement their their place in the top four or stay ahead of Borussia Dortmund by four points. Um, Leipzig with a very, very easy task midweek, right? To beat Young Boys Bern um, with a heavily rotated side. I reckon that that was a really good measure by Marco Rosa to give his team a breather um, before the English Woche. But yes, I have this 
as a narrow to one win for Leipzig at home. Interesting. I've gone for the offside, actually. Um, mm. Hoffenheim have been one of the best teams in the league this season in away games. And, you know, I found Leipzig to be a wholly inconsistent team, to be honest with you, especially when they come up against these perceived kind of poorer sides. I know Hoffenheim are technically very close to them, only three points off them in the table. Actually, no, six points, I think. Um, but, you know, for all... Leipzig have been good the Champions League and for how they've just beaten Dortmund and, you know, um, put a decent performance against Manchester City. They do seem to have this weird habit of dropping points in games that they really should be winning. Uh, Wolfsburg recently, we just talked about Pro been recently, uh, they'd lost 2-0 to Mainz in the Bundesliga. They got knocked out of the pole caliber Wolfsburg again. Um, they drew with Bolko recently. Um, you know, so there, there are these kind of flashes of just kind of bizarre hiccups from this Leipzig side and I think against the Hoffenheim side who are very good um, on the road and from what I saw from Leipzig last weekend which was a team that I think if Dortmund were anywhere near competent they probably would have won that game to be honest had they not got a man had they not got a man down because that's, that's just how that's just how disappointing I actually thought Leipzig were in that game to be honest um, so I've gone for a 2-1 win for Hoffenheim. I think it'd be a tight game. It could easily go another way, but I've just got a sneaky suspicion they'll lose this game. Yeah, with games like that, I always go with the gut. If I can't separate them, then I just... It's just something that's in my gut, and <laughs> I go one way or the other. You're right, it's really hard to, to separate them. Um, by the way, on that uh, red card against Thomas, I obviously you've seen the, the news that Kicker reported, right, that uh, the DFB... Uh, brought it down the the uh, suspension to just one game. Usually for for that kind of red card, it's two. Um, and that there's been internal conflict, a debate with the DFB heavily disagreeing um, with the VAR decision um, in that game, which is of course interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting. I mean, we don't want to open that kind of worm to be here for the next hour if we discuss VAR. Um, so we won't. Uh, what we are going to discuss is the first Sunday game, Freiburg against Köln. What do you think here, Stefan? Yeah, so this is probably one of the easiest ones to, dis- to decide, to be honest. Um, Freiburg, decent at home, decent at picking up points against teams they should be beating. Cologne have been dreadful. Bing, bang, bosh. Uh, 2-0 win to yeah. Freiburg for me. Okay, cool. You said everything I wanted to say. I went for the exact same result, 2-0. Um <laughs> Full-on consensus. Easy. All right. Leverkusen against Frankfurt. Now we're getting into the nitty-gritty here. This is going to be a super Sunday. Step aside, NFL. This is the super Sunday right here. Leverkusen against Frankfurt. Your game of the week. Stefan, what do you think? Yes, it is. It's also a day in which my wife is going into the city to do all her Christmas shopping, so I'll be sitting on the couch. Oh, goody. I'll be on the couch (laughs) for about eight or ten hours, uh, just consuming as much German football as I can. Um, I think it's a really interesting game because we don't really know what Frankfurt side we expect to show up. Um, they're a team who are perfectly capable of losing uh, perceived winnable matches in the league this year, uh, but they're also a team somehow capable of remarkable feats against bigger clubs. Um, and on the other side, you've got a Leverkusen team who I think have done well to kind of stay level and to not lose games. The the manner in which they obviously went behind against Stuttgart and Dortmund, um I think lesser teams would have probably stumbled and kind of capitulated there, whereas 
they kind of stuck to the course, they played their game and eventually picked up. What I described on Monday was a good point against Stuttgart in particular. Um, but I think there's no denying that Leverkusen are maybe beginning to kind of look a little jaded. Um, we're seeing Xabi Alonso having to throw fullbacks into midfield. We're seeing Patrick Schick have to play more and more because maybe some of their attacking players aren't up to aren't on the same form. Um, Jeremy Frempong in particular, I think, is looking very one-dimensional at this moment in time, which maybe is just due to him being a little tired. So, you know, I think Leverkusen are just kind of hoping to get into the winter break now without any major mishaps. Um, so I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I have kind of stuck my neck out going for a 2-1 win to Leverkusen here. I don't know if that is sticking my neck out. Maybe it's not. Uh, but um, I think it's going to be a really good game, a really tight game. It might depend what Frankfurt side shot, but I've gone for a win for Leverkusen. Okay, you nailed the, the, the final point that you made there is, I think, why I think Leverkusen are actually going to win this uh, quite handily. Um, I went for a 2-0 win because what Frankfurt side is going to show up, um, I think that Alonso is tactically smarter than Thomas Tuchel. Um, I think the Leverkusen side is better balanced than Bayern Munich. And I don't think Frankfurt is going to be able to overrun him the same way that they did with Bayern Munich. And then, of course, it's not at home at the Waldstadion, right? Which um, has its own dynamic, especially when Frankfurt go up early. I mean, you see them at European nights. You see them when they play the big opponents. Bayern Munich have now lost twice their 5-1 in recent years, right? Um, this is a completely different place than away. Um, unless, of course, Frankfurt bring all their fans, which they did in Barcelona a few years ago. But... That's not how to happen here. Um, so I actually think that Alonso is going to set up the side quite well. And I think that they're going to... It's going to be a grind because I think they're having a little bit of issues scoring goals at the moment. Um, and it's interesting that Simon Rolf has today confirmed that they might be looking for another striker. Um, and so, you know, that is interesting. But I still think that they're going to win here 2-0. All right, Stefan. That is one Super Sunday game. One huge fixture. Um, the next one, straight up, and this is so interesting that Bayern played uh, Frankfurt last week and Leverkusen played Stuttgart last week. Um, it's the reverse. Bayern have Stuttgart now at home. Um, this is also Sebastian Hoeneß coming home with Stuttgart. A Stuttgart side that played really, really well against Leverkusen, especially the first 45 minutes. Um, a team that in, has, you know, a, a, basically Bayern's future goalkeeper at net. Because today, of course, also the report suggested that um, Nubel um, is currently too expensive for Stuttgart. Um, we all know what that means. Bayern still, of course, have his rights. Um, he doesn't want to sit on the bench behind Manuel Neuer, but we all have seen Manuel Neuer isn't exactly at his best at the moment. So, yeah, um, this could be a great outing for Nubel in his future home, I guess. Um, but I think that what Stuttgart have and Bayern don't have is that stability in midfield. And I think although Bayern are going to score, Harry Kane is due a goal. What has it been those three games without a goal? Um, I think he's due a goal and he's probably going to score. But I still think, drum rolls, I think Bayern are going to drop points here. I went for a 2-2 draw. Interesting. Um, I find it very hard to disagree with you on any of that except the point that Nobel's going to be the next Bayern uh, goalkeeper because I think he'd be the first person to say no he's not <laughs> um, currently he currently doesn't want to you're right uh, yeah 
Uh, but I mean, that's a discussion for the transracial in the future. Um, I, 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 you know, Bayern are so funny right now because obviously they were dreadful last weekend. I didn't actually think they played particularly well against my United. I think they just kind of floated by against a team that offered absolutely nothing in attack, really. They did the bare minimum. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think it's perfectly capable for Stuttgart to kind of go to, into this game and take something off Bayern. Um, but I'm still kind of torn and I've still decided to go for a very narrow win here for Bayern Munich. Um, I can't really argue why, but the way that Stuttgart looked really, really jaded in that second half against Leverkusen made me think they might not. I know they'd had a whole week off, I suppose, but I'm not a whole week, but you know, the, the, the Monday to Friday off, or I guess Monday to Saturday off rather. Um, so maybe that'll play in their favour, but I think that Leverkusen game really maybe showed that Stuttgart are capable of kind of sucker punching these big teams, but maybe over the course of 90 minutes, they maybe quite don't have maybe the strength and depth or the 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 the, 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 the fitness to maybe dominate a game a bit like how Leverkusen have done in these matches, and maybe Leipzig did in the past. So I think Bayern are going to edge this one 2-1. The only thing that, you know, and it, it, that's kind of falling with your argument um, the the first big game that Stuttgart had against uh, Leipzig remember that when it did that was the that was probably the one big slip up that they had right the 5-1 defeat where they actually I think for 60 minutes or so they were by far the better team and then Nübel had had his last really big mistake of the season he really stabilized afterwards didn't he um, and then they just completely fell apart um, and that is I don't know. It's, I guess it's so long ago that I don't know if that's still a factor, but I guess it's it shows how quickly it could go, um, especially at this level. So that is maybe something that you could keep in mind. Um, but it's a really interesting match because everyone expected this huge response by Bayern Munich after the Frankfurt game against Man United. And I guess they won against a team that desperate was desperate to win themselves, right? But it just wasn't there. It was so flat out, and it wasn't like that they didn't play with the best 11. I mean, they, 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 that was the best 11 right there. And even then, like that, that big reaction didn't come. Maybe, they, maybe they're saving it for the Stuttgart game, or maybe, you know, and this is the other thing, um, there's a couple more players are out. Kingsley Coman is going to be out. Uh, Masraoui is now going to be out. Maybe they don't have the, the legs anymore either. And yeah. No, it's, it's 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 a perfectly solid argument. Um, the injuries are also a huge thing as well. Um, Tuchel might finally be forced to give Thomas Muller a start. <laughs> God forbid. Um, so no, well, we'll have to kind of wait to see what happens. There, I guess, but um, I don't know. It's going to be a really interesting match. I think it's going to be it's going to really push Bayern to the limit. Which you know, I think I, where I thought Frankfurt was a bit of a kind of unexpected defeat. I think Bayern kind of feel like they have to be there, go into this game knowing they have to be at their best. Um, so, yeah, I think I think uh, I think there might be a different situation to last weekend, but we'll just kind of have to wait to see, I guess. It's a must-watch, absolutely. Sunday night fixture. Um, it's going to be a really good match day, guys. Uh, tune it in, enjoy it. We'll be back, of course, um, next week. We'll have to kind of figure out how we're going to do for with our schedule, um, considering that we have, are we going to have Bundesliga matches again on Tuesday, um, on Wednesday? So, um, yeah, just bear with us. 
different schedule. Anyways, this show is brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, Stefan, enjoy the match day. Um, I can hear you furiously typing in the background. I know what's going on. It's it's uh, market value season for us. Uh, we're squeezing this in wherever we can. Um, I'll be writing market value updates and translating them tomorrow on the plane, Stefan, when I fly back to Canada. Great yeah, fun. I've I've got a kind of Christmas night out thing tomorrow, and I suspect I'll probably be on my phone for half of it, making sure things are on the website properly. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the nature of the job. I'll I'll be somewhere. I, I might actually just pass over you when I'm like when you're trying to like control <laughs> stuff, but on my way back to to North America. Anyways, guys, enjoy the match day. We'll be back soon. Until then, auf Wiedersehen. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.